classics are classics for a reason. And this one is, while it's no exception to the rule, it is truly exceptional in the genre. And I'm talking about the 1993 anime classic masterpiece, Ninja Scroll. Or should I call you top four, Cody? I don't know what to call you anymore. You're just you're just a true man about town. <laughs> How the hell are you, bud? I'm good, Chris. I'm uh, I'm glad to be back, man. It's been it's been like what nine days since we recorded an episode. I, I know we we've switched to our new day, and it, it is it does feel weird. It feels like a um, you know, I don't know. I guess, but also having that extra time helped because uh, you know, last weekend was pretty rough. Um, you know, if, if I can be serious for a minute, um, my wife, um, her grandfather. Our grandmother, I apologize. Her grandmother passed away um, the weekend before. So it was a pretty rough week leading up to that. And then last weekend, we actually went to go visit her grandfather, who's, you know, I mean, he's, you're having a tough time. You're married to somebody for 62 years and, you know, you, you know, you, you definitely want family around. So, you know, so it was a rough week. Um, so I'm glad I'm actually having the moving the day out on this week of all weeks was actually super, super helpful. But, uh, you know, things are on the up and up now. You know, we're family's doing good, so we're just kinda taking it a day at a time. Wow, man, yeah, I'm I'm sorry to hear that and I'm glad you guys are doing better, but man, I I had no idea. I'm very very sad to hear that and, and uh you know, thoughts go out to you guys for sure. Oh well thank you, man. That's the only bad news that's the only bad stuff that's gonna be on this podcast because this is a this is gonna be a great episode because we're covering a great movie. And we've actually got some awesome news coming up. And, you know, I don't want to get too far ahead of all that. Because, of course, we are back on Shonen and Suds. New time, new day. I'm your host, Chris Adams. And I'm Cody Snodgrass. A.K.A. Top 4 Cody. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so so before we dive in, you know, obviously I want to say that I, I was telling you this before we started recording, Cody. I hadn't watched Ninja Scroll in years. I mean, I'm talking like early 2000s was the last time I watched it. Um, but I had always liked it. I had always remember this was one of the, you know, this is one of those ones that, you know, when I was in middle school, people were like, oh, you got to watch Ninja. Oh, you like anime? You, you should watch Ninja Scroll. I'm like, Ninja Scroll, what's that? Never seen it. Um, so a buddy of mine had let me like, you know, had the old fucking, the bootleg, you know, he cop had it copied on a VHS. He let me borrow it. And that's another one that like changed my life. Um, and of course, it was the first. I want to say this was the first anime where I had actually seen like titties, like anime <laughs> titties. This was the first one, and it was like, oh man! And so, like again, there's there's some young Chris became a man here. I can't remember if this was first or if Ronma One Half was the first time I had seen anime titties. But point is, it was one of these. Um, but Ninja Scroll had always stuck with me, and Cody and I, I, I've completely figured it out. I don't dislike feudal era feudal style samurai ninja animes i don't hate them the problem is all of them not named ninja scroll are just that they're not ninja scroll so i feel like maybe i'm just holding all of them to an impossible standard yeah. maybe that's why i can't watch demon uh demon slayer because it's not ninja scroll that's why i couldn't get behind fucking um Samurai Champloo because it wasn't Ninja Scroll. Help me. Tell me what's wrong with me, Cody. Yeah, I think I think you definitely nailed it there. I think we figured out the problem, the the source of your uh, feudal anime hatred. 
Yeah, because this, be- this movie's perfect. Because of, Absolutely perfect. I could be wrong, but I do believe you were kind of not so, not looking really forward to this one at first. I wasn't. I, I think really when I wasn't. suggested it for the poll, I, I remember you saying, like, eh, I don't know. Or you, you said mm-hmm. something, you know, nothing, like, you know, hateful towards the anime. You just seemed, like, a little bit disinterested. And now I, I was relieved to see you, like, saying, oh, this might be my new number one correction this dude, is my new yeah. number one like you were yeah no absolutely dude because like you know I, and and even then like while i wasn't because I, I guess i was also worried that i was like man this is one that i liked and i'm gonna not fucking like it when we watched again mm-hmm. nope not the case at all in fact i might like it more now just because you know and and we'll get into this here as we go through but cody like i, I think the pacing is perfect like all of the characters are excellent there's not really any holes in the plot. Like it's, it's a, it is a well-crafted movie from start to finish. And, and, you know, this is kind of one of, this is one of like the OGs, if not the OG. So like I'm watching like the scenes, like, and it's like, now I see where every other fucking samurai anime ever since has gotten like their inspiration from like the fighting on the bridge, the, the colorful cast of villains that all have neat powers, you know, like, like there's a lot of things that I feel like that this movie completely influenced. Like you can't tell me that Afro samurai is not like 10 million percent influenced by Ninja Scroll. Oh yeah. 100%. I mean, even like the opening scene in this is, Almost identical yeah. to the opening scene of the Afro Samurai movie. That was exactly what I was thinking, and I'm glad you thought that too. We're one hundred percent on the same wavelength here. Oh yeah! As but, soon as uh, it started, I was like, Afro? <laughs> like hey. exactly. I was I was waiting for I was waiting for fucking Jubei to put on a headband right. at this point. But Cody, you know, before we dive into the news and Ninja Scroll, I am my excitement has my throat a little dry, so I need to know, my man. What you drinking? All right. Hey, good crack. That was a good one. Uh, well, Chris, I noticed our, our good friends over at the Hoppy Boys are uh, they're celebrating yeah. Clogust this month. That is C-L-A-W-G-U-S-T. Uh, because I guess they're doing a little White Claw slash August. You know, just celebrating the, the, celebrating the claw, Chris. There's no laws when you're drinking the claws. And so uh, not a not a one. Yeah. So and of course, this past weekend when I was in Omaha, uh, we might have overbought on alcohol. And me being no such thing. me being the only one at the Airbnb who was uh, driving, I, I you know I kind of inherited all the remaining alcohol. So today I am drinking some White Claws. I have a the brand new strawberry flavor. I can't remember if this is like the newest flavor or not. Um, mm-hmm. But it's good, Chris. This is a uh, I think this new variety pack of White Claws is definitely some of the better flavors. There's pineapple, strawberry, I believe mango, and I think black cherry is the other one. Um, yeah, so I'm just having the strawberry one here. Not bad. Dude, nothing wrong with that, and you know what's even better, my guy? When you inherit beer. It's like that case of, I mean, obviously I think you made out like a bandit, like, but there's no better alcohol than free alcohol. Oh, absolutely, Chris. I got, like, Cayman Jacks that Kyle McGinty, good friend of the podcast, bought. I got um, these um, White Claws. I got vodka. Dude, I got... I'm set up for a good couple weeks here. Um, fucking but, beautiful. But enough about me, Chris. What what are you drinking? Oh, well, funny you ask. 
I'm also cracking cans today, but I'm uh, I'm sipping a uh, Chicago's finest. I've got a uh, Goose Island. I've got their core IPA. Um, Goose Island, a fantastic brewery. Like I said, they're out of Chicago, Illinois. Um, they've uh, I want to say they've been, actually been bought by a larger distributor, but uh, the thing they're really known for is their um, their Bourbon County Stout line. Um, their IPA is good, just a good core East Coast IPA. It's multi backbone, you know, little, uh, you know, pretty standard hop bitterness. Um, very aromatic, but like, I wish I had some of their Bourbon County Stout, which I mean is a lot more widely available. But um, it's I don't know where you where you uh are with stouts, Cody. But when it gets cold, grab yourself a Bourbon County Stout. Uh, from Goose Island because it should it should be available in the Midwest. I'm pretty sure they do um they do national distribution now, but um highly recommend it. Wish I had it, but I'll do their IPA for now. It's you know still very drinkable. Oh yeah, Chris, we got we got Goose Island all around here. I've actually never Perfect. had it, but uh, Goose Island's another brewery that was purchased by uh, InBev, like AB yes. InBev. Uh, they obviously so purchased know. Anheuser Busch when I was younger, mm-hmm. um, which. Obviously, just set the city of St. Louis ablaze because nobody wanted to let go of those stocks. But uh, oh, of course. Yeah, I believe they're they are owned by all by the same company. Um, but yeah, and I've definitely seen like the Goose Island like Goose logo, like nice <laughs> at, at like you know Friar Tucks and other like liquor stores and stuff like that. So, but I'll never... tell you what, they're uh, they have a their um, what is it? Their four star Pilsner. That shit is so slammable. You want just a good like sitting on sitting outside like in, in a fucking lawn chair with a cooler Goose Island Pilsner. You can't do much better than that. Interesting. Yeah, I'll definitely have to start. Maybe after I take care of all these inherited drinks I got, I'll I'll have to start you know expanding my beer, uh, my beer. Uh, I don't know repertoire, my beer collection, something. I gotta yeah. I gotta try some more beer for sure cuz yeah i'm actually and that's something i'm i want to dedicate to you know i didn't i didn't mention that and we kind of we kind of let that slide when we were talking about what we wanted to do for year 2 um i do think branching out i actually want to go back to trying things that maybe i haven't had before or haven't had either haven't had before or haven't had in a long time you know i want to treat my alcohol like i'm treating my anime here right. you know either something i haven't watched in a long time or something i've never seen before yeah, I think that I think that's a a great way to look at it, honestly. Because uh, obviously we go back and we watch some of our favorites, and then you know mm-hmm. every every couple weeks we try something new. So, indeed. And well, speaking speaking of uh, you know favorites and new, Cody, we got we actually got some pretty decent news, and I'll, I'll go ahead and lead off with the one that's got me the most excited. Um, and I know I shared it with you. Um, Netflix has released some some images and some screenshots of the live action Cowboy Bebop. And I'm in. I am at the cat like the the cast and costume look fucking fantastic. Yeah, Chris, I, I, have you seen all of the like a lot of these images? I know you. Oh sent, yeah, you sent me the one, and then I saw yep. a bunch more on Facebook. They look great, dude. I think these all look fantastic. I mean, just yeah. The... And I'm seeing already like the hate for them, and I'm I don't even understand it. Yeah, like, uh, uh, you know what? Of course you're getting your fucking keyboard warriors who are like, <laughs> why is Jet black? Because he is, dude. Right. You know what I mean? Or like the There's people, like... The, they're like, oh, why is, uh, uh, why is Ayn on a leash? I'm like, yeah. it's a fucking dog, you idiot. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a real dog. You 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 got to, and it's also for like a picture. It's fine. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean not every dog can just be a fucking actor. <laughs> oh man, exactly. Just some but of it looks good. Oh yeah, I think, and the costumes all look like it's just it gives me the it like takes me back to the world of Cowboy Bebop. Like everything looks good. Mm-hmm. Like, yep, dude, it's and all. And like I said when we when we reviewed Bebop, I think you know when you have something set in like a cyberpunkish, you know, futuristic world, you you can do a live action of that good. And I think you know, but its success I think really lies with the characters. They look the part. If they can, if they can bring them to life, then I think it's just sky's the limit. Yeah, I I totally agree. I I honestly, I dude, I just can't believe some of like the negativity coming from like these images. Like, oh, dude, it's just a bunch of fucking, just a whole bunch of fucking troglodyte chodes, man. They just <laughs> they have to bitch about something. Bro, I man. swear to God. I mean, even if this show ends up being terrible, I'll always like remember like. The first images that came out, and I was like, blown yeah. away. Yeah, like they, 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 they can easily ruin this, oh, but one hundred percent. Right now, right now, things look great, and I am really, really excited. If if everything else matches the quality of some of these images, then it 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 could change the face of like live action anime adaptions moving forward. Absolutely, and even like the shots of like inside the ship. Like dude, look great, dude. Every, like the couch. Yeah, and like are the one that's like behind Spike, and like it's just showing like some more of the ship. Like, dude, mm-hmm. all of this, I'm just like blown away by. Like, yeah, dude, I can't. Wait. They, yeah, I, my hopes are actually like I'm actually excited. Like, I think this is actually gonna be great. Um, yeah. Even though, like, obviously, none of us wanted this, but like now that it's here, or now that we got the images of it, I'm not. Oh, I definitely want it now. I I want now. I want it. I yeah, was yeah, no, very I mean, much like I don't fucking know. Yeah, I mean, anytime you hear a, a live action of anything, you're like, oh, gross. Why exactly? Don't I'm, do it. But like, seeing the images, I'm like, ah, this is pretty good looking. Ah, it's, it's... and also, if I'm not mistaken, this is going to be a series, correct? Mm-hmm. So that that's they're already doing the right thing because most of the time when they do something like a an anime and they want to do it live action, they want to try to cram it into a one shot movie. Mm-hmm. You know, Death Note being a perfect example. Just give us a show, give us a series, take your time, tell the story, and and I'm okay. I don't need them to follow the anime. I I genuinely hope, Cody, if I have any one hope for the Bebop live action series. I want to see more of the story with Spike and Vicious. I want more of that and yeah. less of the monster of the week kind of stuff. Unless they plan on making this like a long show. Yeah. Yeah. I think the way to go would definitely be the way of, you know, focusing on like the Vicious and the Julia and like yes. the past, which I mean, looking at, um, uh, looking at like the cast on Wikipedia like mm-hmm. the main cast is literally Spike, Jet, Faye, Vicious, Julia. Like, it, which is great. And then, um, the only the only thing that worries me there is I don't see Ed. Mm-hmm. Which I hope Ed is in it, right? Like, yeah, I hope so. Ed uh, better be yeah. in it. Um, yeah, they're gonna have, and even if it's one of those characters like that they introduce later in the show, because I mean that's just kind of how it was in the anime, like. 
you know, they the whole gang wasn't there right off the bat, and Ed was the last one to join the crew. So, you know, maybe that maybe that's what they're doing. Maybe they don't want to like, you know, they don't want to spoil so much right off the bat. I mean, they they got to give you the sizzle first, and then give us the steak when we're done. You know, when we're ready. <laughs> yeah, I just I really hope that Ed and Ed is in the show. Um, that's the only like bad thing I'm looking at right now. Uh, mm-hmm. But you know we'll we'll find out. I think it comes out November nineteenth. Um, yeah, so it's like right around the corner, dude. Yeah, it's definitely right around the corner. Um, yeah, I'm I, I'm in. I, I'm here for it. We're definitely going to cover it on the podcast, of course. Absolutely. Consider my taint good and tickled. Um, um but, but Cody, we got some other news too. Oh yeah, Chris. We got. Uh, I guess we'll start off with and now you know what? Here I'll start with the my hero news because we've actually mm-hmm. covered a good chunk of that show. Um. It looks like that it is going to be coming to the West. Uh, it looks mm-hmm. like it'll start hitting theaters on October 29th, like 28th, 29th. Um, mm-hmm. It'll hit uh, United States, Canada, the UK, Ireland, Australia, New Zealand. Um, looks like it'll be dubbed and subbed, so I'm sure like whenever you go to like buy tickets, if you have it like in your area, yep. you can choose like which which one you want to go to. Um, so both, got it. That's right. And uh, yeah, I just hope it. Obviously, I'm hoping that it comes to to my area. Usually, I gotta drive to like a, you know, like drive like a half hour to like a an old school theater that'll carry it. Um, but mm-hmm. definitely one that I'd like to see in theaters. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah, October October 29th. I mean, we cover that, and then we got Cowboy Bebop. What three weeks later? So it's a good year. The oh. second half, the uh, last quarter of 2021 is looking really strong for anime. That's right, Chris. And now we got October and November. We got to cover our September news, which course is demon slayer season two obviously we haven't covered demon slayer quite yet on the mm-hmm. podcast um but its release date will be announced on september 25th so originally when you mm-hmm. sent me that post i thought it was releasing tw- september 25th but no it's mm-hmm. i did too they're releasing the release date <laughs> oh man on that date um which i'm sure it won't be too far off it might be like if i had to guess i would say like maybe winter 2022 so just a few months later um, mm-hmm. No, that makes sense. Um, and then, of course, one last bit of news. Another show we haven't covered quite yet, but it's a, it's obviously like a Titan, quite literally, no pun intended, oh. in, in the anime world. But uh, Attack on Titans final season part two will premiere January 2022. So there it is. All kinds of big anime news, and of course the live Absolutely. action news. I'm I'm excited for all this stuff, Chris. Yeah, my my taint has been sufficiently tickled today, so <laughs> I am I am absolutely ready. Yeah, and of course we got we still have to cover a lot of those shows. Um, I believe My Hero season five is almost done being dubbed. Yep, and like being readily available on like Funimation. I don't know when Hulu will get it. Um, mm-hmm. but Chris, do you do you have Funimation? I know I I brought this up today. Um, I don't, but I've actually it's one of those ones that I'm like I should totally get this because I'm also I'm in the I'm in the mar- right now I'm in the market of restructuring all of like my streaming services because I'm like I have too many of these things and I don't oh, yeah. watch half of them so I'm restructuring what I currently subscribe to and don't subscribe to and Funimation is definitely like on the cut like on the on the docket to replace something you know what I mean yeah I, I I've been subscribed to Funimation even with the horrendous PlayStation 4 app, I still put up with it. Um, mm-hmm. 
and I think it's only like six bucks, like five ninety nine. So it's yeah, that's the other thing too. Like I'd also... rather I could drop like a fifteen dollar monthly subscription for like a five dollar one. I'm I'm still coming out ahead. Yeah, and uh, of course I I know I told you that about this this week, but um, Promise Neverland season two is fully dubbed on there now. Um, I saw mm. that announcement on Twitter maybe a week or two ago. Uh, I just kind of mm. forgot to bring it up, but. That's one I'm a little bit worried about because we've Me heard. Me too. We've My heard, God, I'm so scared. Yeah, we've heard the gripes, and I, I just, ah, man, I just don't want it to be bad. <laughs> like, but I, I know. I mean, even like, Cause... I'll see TikTok videos that like just bash it and like, oh, like no. spoiler free, of course, but like it's just the first season yeah, was I'm just a... so good, man. The first season was phenomenal, and it's like I don't. I have. This is one of those rare occasions where I don't want more of something that I love. I would rather just can keep watching that self-contained story over and over again. I would rather just watch season one again than watch a a subpar season two. Yeah, it's it's quite literally doing the prison break thing. Like, yeah, exa- exactly. Like we how- got a prison break situation on our hands. Which I know, like prison break was like a big influence when they made the show, but like. It doesn't mean Still. you follow Prison Break and have a bad, you know, season two, three, yep. four. Um, well, they are imitating it to the T, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, we, we finished our plate here at Shonen and Suds, so we're going to... Unfortunately. We're going to eventually get to that. But, Chris, enough of this news and dubs and sub talk. It's, I think it's time to talk about some Ninja Scroll. Dude, I am so ready to talk about some Ninja Scrolls. So let's dive right in, Cody. So first, just a real quick tale of the tape here. Uh, Ninja Scroll, directed by Yoshihaki Kawajiri, uh, released June 5th, 1993. And I believe it was released in theaters. Um, you know, one of the uh, the animation studio, Madhouse, which, I mean, if you like anime, Madhouse is kind of one of the... Like, when you look at animation studios, you're like Studio Ghibli and then, like, Madhouse is, like, gotta be number two or three, right? Yeah. And then, and I remember it was in 1995 that this was released through Manga Entertainment. It was, um, and I want to say, I, I don't think it was, but I, but a small part of me remembers seeing the, like, the, this part of that streamline, you know, this was the streamline that trailer that was same trailer that had like eight man after Akira dominion tank police robot carnival, like the, all, all of like the big ones in the nineties that came out demon city, Sinjuku, like this was a same part of that, like that crop of movies that came out around that time and just really brought like this again, this is one that became really big in the West. Like it's still highly regarded here um, as like a, just, most people who are my age, Ninja Scrolls probably one of their first, if not their first, outside of like your things like Dragon Ball and stuff like that. Um, this is probably a lot of people's introduction to anime. Yeah, and, and it was also like like I've mentioned many times before, it was one of those sci-fi channel like Monday mm-hmm. shows or Monday yep, movies absolutely. that would come on. And uh, absolutely, that's what how I first saw like a portion of it. I didn't see like the whole thing. Definitely not until, like, the detail. Obviously, I've watched it twice this week. and uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, man, just a f- yeah. absolutely fantastic. Absolutely. And, you know, and it's it's a relatively short movie. I mean, it's hour and a half, so very bite-sized, which is why, you know, we had a lot of news and stuff. Otherwise, this would have been a super short episode. 
Um, but we have a very, very simple plot. We're taking place in uh, in the Edo period of Japan. We've got clans, you know, clans that are at war with each other. There's, you know, we plenty of civil wars throughout the country. Um, you've got the uh, the what's it called the um the current government, I believe, is run by the Tokugawa shogunate. Um, and there is the uh the rival government faction, the Toyotomi shogun. Um, that's kind of the backdrop for the for the plot here because again we've got some really neat characters and we're introduced to our hero kind of right off the bat um just a what looks like just a traveling swordsman who's already just kind of right off the bat cody done some get given some people their just desserts uh in whatever town he was in because he's pursued by these people who are like Hey, you you really cost us some money back there by interfering. So you're try, you're starting to think that well maybe these guys were trying to pull one over, and uh, our main character by the name of Jubei Kibagami, um, looks like he he maybe stopped some 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 bad people from from swindling somebody out of their uh you know out of out of their hard earned Rio, which in this case is their their money, but we learn very quickly that these guys aren't shit because Jubei. With some very finesse, finessing, you know, some some swordplay finesse, for lack of a better way to put it, just really dispatches of these guys very quickly. And um, you kind of see right off the bat here, Cody, that there's going to be some really unique character design because we have one guy who's like super short, but he's in like this large size body made out of wood with like gun, like a, a hole in the hand to shoot a gun out of. So, like we're we're seeing people do creative shit here, um. Yeah, definitely some very interesting character design. Yeah, and again, and also too, Cody, for this being almost a 30-year-old anime, the animation still looks very, very good. Oh, Chris, you got to be easy with that. 28-year-old, okay? Yeah. I was born but in 93, like so we can't call it 30, all right? Fair, fair enough. <laughs> but much like your hair, Cody, it still holds up very, very well. Oh, thank you, thank you. Absolutely. And like there, there were times, like, again, this is another one, um, when I was watching it, I was like, "Fuck, man!" Because I, the, uh, when you especially when you look at a character like Genma, who we'll see later, he like these characters look like the same kind of design of like Vampire Hunter D Bloodlust, right? So mm-hmm. you, like, I was like, and you know, I was like, "Wow, this is an old anime, but this animation still looks very modern and very, you know, very current." Um, and um, so from there, Jubei makes short work of these people, and there's uh, storms of brewing, so he runs off, and then we get we see eight uh eight figures. Either eight or nine. I can't remember if it's eight or nine. Uh, I think it's eight. They're riding horseback through the storm, and they come across this overlook, um, and that kind of sets us up. Who are these eight mysterious riders? And then it cuts right right to daytime. We're seeing this village that has been just looks like it's been ravaged by some kind of plague. You've got people laying in the streets, dead, laying in their homes, dead, covered in like pock marks, birds falling out of the sky. And you see this lone figure just kind of scuffling, just shuffling through the town. Um, and they come across some people, looks like in the next village over. Um, and they're like, oh, wow, that's she, that's who, such and such's daughter from the, what's it? Um, da, 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 da. Shimoda Village. the name of the village. What is it? Shimoda Village. Shimoda Village. Yes, thank you. Um, and basically what happens here is they're like, oh, no, you know, they, they, they find her and then they, they think that, oh, no, this this town's been ravaged by a plague and 
word of this gets back to um, a small, um, a small little uh, clan here, the Mochizuki clan, I believe. Yeah, um, the Mochizuki Koga Ninja team. Yes, um, and it should be mentioned that like this woman, who's she says that like everybody in the town's dead, and she's actually mm-hmm. you can see that there's like a shadowy figure. Kind of pulling mm-hmm. the strings because it seems like she's already literally, quite, yeah, yeah, quite literally pulling the strings. So you can already, yep. you know, there's some evil afoot here. Um, Absolutely. Um, so we get the um. So this news reaches the um the this particular clan, and they're um, they basically dispatch a group of ninjas to investigate. Um, and Cody, here is where we are introduced. To well, we're introduced to one of the main characters here before this group leaves. Uh, we're mentioned, uh, introduced to Kagero, who is a uh, a ninja from this uh, Koga clan, um, who's also a she's also a poison taster. Um, and she actually isn't going to go with them initially, but she's like, well, the lord of the of this um of this um what is it? Like I want to say, she says like since the Chamberlain isn't around, she Chamberlain. Can... Thank you. Yes. Yeah. They're like, well. He's out. He's out now. So there's no reason. I don't need. They, they don't need my services right now. So basically, she cuts off her. She cuts off her long hair, puts on her ninja garb, and she's ready to go. Well, Cody, as they they're approaching the village, um, you know things are not as they seem. And uh, I I forget the name of the characters. The only character I don't fucking remember the person who is uh who's in charge of this group. I I do not remember his name. Uh, uh, let me see if I can find. I it. it begins with a K. It's like a short, like, like Kage or something like that. I believe it's um, something like that. Ta- Tommy Kima Kage, something like that. I don't remember, but he notices some of his people have like lagged behind, so he sends somebody like, well, you know, to to find out where these people are. Well, he finds the guy sitting in a tree, dead, and he looks down and sees just all sorts of bodies of their comrades on the ground, and he is. Speaking of strings, Cody, my man is immediately looped around the neck and is just electrocuted to death. And at that same time, we see this giant, like, blur just coming through the trees, and it just fucking cuts almost all of them in half. Oh, yeah, it's this giant, like, huge shuriken thing. Dude. And the ninja stars go flying. But, um... Chris, the the, 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 the guy's name is Hanza, by the way. Hamza. Yes, thank you. I was way off. Samsonite. I was way off. Um, so Hamza is um, the leader of this little Koga yes. ninja group. Yep. So he he um you know his 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 uh ninjas are falling by the wayside and they they unleash the thousand ninja stars on this guy who's like hidden behind the trees and of course the trees break away and we see this massive figure who is covered like his body is like covered in stone. And this is uh this is te- uh, te- te- uh Tessai. Yeah, Tessai. Uh, the first uh that we're officially introduced to of the eight devils of Kimon. And um so you know the ninja stars have no effect. Uh Hamza goes to try to, you know, him and uh Kagero are trying to fight their way out away from this guy. Um Hamza comes in with a slash, uh, ta- uh Tessai grabs him and just rips his fucking arms off. Oh yeah, Chris. This is and like starts some... to drink his blood out of the the limbs he's ripped off. Yeah, this is like very like Mortal Kombat fatality vibes. I was just like, holy Dude. shit! Like it, it picks up quick here, and then, of course, 
While that's happening, he tells Kagero to, you know, run away. You got to go tell the yeah, Chamberlain. Tell, get, yeah, get the Chamberlain. Let him know what's going on here. Because I think I think Hamza's learned very quickly that it is there is no plague that is uh oh, yeah. that is affecting this village. And they have no chance against this guy or any of oh, the other. Not a fucking <laughs> lick, dude. They are so outclassed. Yeah, and of, but, course, uh, of course, she Tess, does not get away. Oh, no. Tessai, he catches up to her in an instant. And uh, Chris, he takes her back to, like, his little shack spot. Uh, kind of have his way with her. Dude, he, uh, he starts licking her chops and his chops. Um, <laughs> he gets a, he gets a big mouthful of some titty right here. Cause he, uh, and you know, not to make light of it, he basically starts to rape her. Um, and you know, of course, you know, he kind of tells her like, you know, you're, you're dead. If you shut up, you'll live a little bit longer. So of course he's like licking her chops and basically, you know, she starts to try to fight back, and he's like, you know, I have no problem killing you. He's like, in fact, a dead girl will probably be a very interesting lay. So she kind of stops, and as he continues to lick her chops, uh, you see over, like, just kind of in the corner, we see our man Jube just hanging out, and he's like, hey, get the fuck out of here. Why don't, you, why don't you take a hike? Get lost. Amscray. Um, but Jube, of course, kind of gets a little closer. He's like, well, the road's out. You know, like, kind of playing aloof here. and um. He's like, well, I'm lost. Could you could you point me in the right direction or something like that? And, uh, and he, tr- he just fucking pulls that big shuriken around and tries to hit him. But Jubei moves very quickly. And, of course, the he's like, you know, you should have fucking left when I told you to, dude. And he just gets like, he, he starts getting his body covered in rocks. Kagero tries to stab him and her little dagger that she was pulling out while he was, you know, getting getting that titty in his mouth um, shatters on him. He's like, well, after I kill this guy, I'm just going to fucking torture you to death. So he kind of like... And we get a really cool scene here where Jubei's like, and he's and he's kind of like standing there, and uh, Tessai's like, oh, what, are you scared you didn't run away when I told you to? And he's like, no, I'm just kind of thinking about your body here, and I, I can't imagine it's it's hard all over, and he just fucking just quick throws this little knife right into his eye, and uh, which allows him and Kagero to escape, but, you know, of course, he just fucking chucks that shirkin right out the front door of this shack, which... They dodge and they're able to get away, but um, Tessay's ready. He is ready to fucking just run after these guys and just lay waste to them. But he's stopped by uh, the shadowy figure we, figure we saw before. Uh, this is, uh, I believe, we, we don't hear his name yet, but um, we know he him as uh, Yuri Maru. Yep, yep, that's Yuri Maru. He is the right hand man of Genma, who we'll also meet soon. Um, yep, and basically, he kind of calls off Tessai and says, you know. Let, let them yeah, go we for have, now. We have a plan. Yeah, and then um, we also get our first glimpse of this, like, old man kind of perched up in the tree who we, yeah. who we find out later is Daquan. Daquan, Daquan yeah. And uh, we'll, we'll find out quite a bit more about him later. Um, Absolutely, because, um, well, of course, at this point, now that they've been rescued, um, Kagero heads right back to the Chamberlain, who we see getting him some old fucking doing some unskinny bop right now with uh, with one of his maids. Yeah. And yeah, Chris, I can just imagine you watching this as a kid, just like <laughs> every I'm other like, scene. Oh my, you're like, holy dude, shit. dude, young Chris was just <laughs> like, man, I my beard stubble was growing, my chest hair was forming, <laughs> my voice was deepening. It was like I, I was hitting. Pu- this movie put me through puberty. Um, but. Of course, she reports, and of course, she's clearly disgusted by what's going on because he doesn't even stop. He stops scrumping for like a second, and then he just gets back. And he's like, "Ah, don't worry about it. We'll, uh, you know, we'll 
we're going to hold until we learn more and learn what these people are up to. And Yeah, there's, so, there's definitely something off about the Chamberlain, because, like, even when his scout reported to him, at first yeah. he kind of didn't care about, like, he was yeah, like... It was, oh. it was Hamza who actually reported to him. Yeah, and he, there. and he was like, oh, that's none of our business, you know, he, you know, we, we're yeah. not going to worry about that. And then he kind of changes his mind. So there, it seems like there's something a little bit fishy with him. Um, yep. Then, of course, we flash well, back to our boy Jube, Chris. And, who is uh, he's walking through? Um, I, I I guess he's close to. I guess he went back with Kagero to, to that uh, to their to their I guess to their village or their castle wherever they were at. But he's kind of walking off on his own, and he's startled by a horse running towards him. Just a horse, no rider, and just right through the fucking wall, dude. Our man Tesse just grabs a fucking nap of his shirt and just pulls him basically through the wall. Oh yeah, and then we get a, a nice sweet fight scene between these two. Um, Dude, an awesome, awesome fight scene here. And, uh, well, we kind of find out something here. Um, well, we, A, we find out that uh, Jubei is no fucking slouch. And I love how he's got, like, the sword on a string. So, like, because he's getting the shit beat out of him by Tessay right now. Just, like, gut punches. Like, he's just, 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 just his kidneys are long since swollen at this point just from the, the hits he's taking. But, like, you know, while he's talking, he's, like, pulling the sword towards him, and he's got some fucking, he is swift. Yeah, um, and he also notices that some of Tessai's, like, rock-hard, like, skin is starting to, like, crumble away. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he kind of uses that to his advantage. Um, he, like, dodges Tessai's weapon, and then it's, like, a huge slash through the ground, and, like, nearly, like, it, like, cuts all of his fingers off so he can't catch his weapon on the way back. Oh, man. And then just fucking hits Tessai right in the forehead and fucking... Dude, he gets fucking chopped. His head just... The blade just right between the <laughs> eyes. And I love that, like, he he tries to, like... He doesn't just go down like this. He, like, after, like, it hits him in the head, like, whatever life he has left just fucking grabs Jubei by the face. And he's just gonna fall right onto him, you know, let the blade just go right through him. But, of course, Jubei gets away. Blade goes in the ground and he just like slides his head just slides down like right onto the ground. It was like holy shit. So again, young Chris is like, oh my god, this is the perfect movie. Yeah, for sure. And then of course, uh, Aquan he kind of like introduces himself, um, and he he like mentions like what kind of skills he has and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also mentions uh, a brief little detail, which we find out now, but he kind of doesn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but that the fact that he says like, oh, that's an interesting technique that the the poison taster woman used. Yep. Um. So we kind of realized that you know that's why his skin was like crumbling away. She must have done. She must have poisoned him. Yeah. Um, Which makes sense. I mean, it just that's what happens when you 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 suckle a poison taster's teat. <laughs> yeah, and basically Daquan's like, look, you just killed one of the eight devils of Kimon. You should join mm-hmm. me because like. We have a common enemy, and like they're oh, not yeah. gonna. And they're also gonna be coming after you. Like you, you, you've done it. Yeah, like you, you've, you started something that you, you're gonna. <laughs> like he basically is like, look, you don't have a choice anymore. You're gonna have to fight the other seven of these guys yeah. and gal. So um, you might as well just join me because we have a common enemy here. But um, and then so I guess he goes to a uh, you know, because he 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 took some licks from Tesse, so he's a. Uh, we um, well, we find him at like a little hot spring, but also too we um, we cut back I believe here to Yuri Maru, which I really like that the strings he has are not only like his weapon, 
but he kind of uses them to communicate almost like telephone lines, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, Because there's a scene here where I guess he's reporting to to his leader, who is Genma. Um, And so he's reporting to Genma. And we also were introduced to another character here. Um, Oh, I cannot remember her name. Shit. Zakuro. Yakuro? Z with a Z. Zakuro. Yeah. Zakuro. And we kind of get just some little insight on some of the characters where um, Yuri Maru is, well, he definitely loves the dick. Um, (laughs) But your your, um, Zakuro wants, I mean, basically wants to fuck Yuri Maru, but Yuri Maru's not interested in her at all. And yeah. she kind of talks shit. She's like, well, well, you know, well, it doesn't matter because Genma's fucking Benisato, who's another member of the Eight Devils of Kimon. Um, yeah, these Eight Devils are very sexually involved with all of each other. They are. They're just like... one big fucking orgy. Bring, bring three bucket. Um, but basically, they, they haven't heard from Tessai, and uh, Benisato's actually investigating where he's at, and we see... Um, we see this figure showing up to where Benisato's body is, and she uh, moves his hand and there's like a like in the dirt there's like an imprint of Jubei's face so she yeah. goes looking for him yeah it's kind of cool that like right before he died he like made this imprint out of like the mm-hmm. the dirt um yeah which is neat and then of course she with, without even trying she just finds him in this hot spring like moments yep. later but uh we get to see her power which is basically like she has like these snakes under her control that are like mm-hmm. they're like tattooed all over her body but they like obviously start to like move and like leave her body and then uh of course before we get any like any crazy fight the old man uh daquan kind of throws a shuriken at jubei because he's kind of mm-hmm. like caught in like a almost like like a like hypnotized in a sense yeah and then of course as soon as he gets hit with the shuriken he comes back to like reality chops all the snakes mm-hmm. up and then when he goes to like interrogate uh benisato she her like skin kind of just becomes like, yeah like like she sheds her skin like a snake which is really fucking cool mm-hmm. yeah very cool like concept for her um and it's not like her real body but yep and then of course and this is where um and of course this is where uh genma pretty much is like well now you have to help me because uh that shuriken i hit you with has poisoned you and only i know the antidote and uh, and of course, Jubei tries to get one over on him. He like he takes a shuriken and like stabs him with it. And uh, Daquan's like, "Come on, dude, you 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 know why would I be holding the same one? You're insane. So uh, if you if you want to if you want to live, you need to help me." Yeah. So now he basically has to work for Daquan and help him kind of like take out all these eight devils of Kimon. Um, yeah. And of course, Daquan. And, and, well, Oh, think, yeah, go ahead. Please I, tell us. I can't remember if this is where Daquan, we find out that he's like uh, one of the well, Tokugawa. Yeah, he's a government spy, yeah. Yeah, working for the Tokugawa. Um, yep. And that's not the only revelation we hear, uh, that Jubei has definitely been connected with these devils already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Jubei used to be a member of the Yamashiro ninja. Um, mm-hmm. And the Yamashiro clan... We'll just go ahead and go through some of the the whole backstory here. Basically, the Yamashiro clan was found like these gold mines um, in secret. And basically, everybody wants the gold for themselves. Um, Of course. Yeah, this is the crux of the story, pretty much. Yeah, and we find out... I can't remember if we find out here about him and Ginma's past. It might be here. Yeah, it is. Yes. Yeah, because the Quan reveals that Ginma is the leader. um, Mm -hmm. And this... Kind of freaks out uh, Jubei because Jubei 
Genma used to be the leader of the Yamashiro clan. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, Genma ordered his entire like clan to basically kill each other to prevent the gold from being found. And this is like five years yep. previous. Um, and Jubei basically like is forced to kill all of his clanmates. Yeah, even like some of like his closest friends, he kills them all. And then we see like a scene from the past where he actually got revenge on Genma and decapitated him. Yeah, uh, like a clean fucking shoop. Yeah, but turns out Genma is immortal, Chris, so, uh... Yep. <laughs> yep, our boy, uh, our boy Jubei's pretty... He, he's in some deep, in some deep shit. <laughs> Absolutely, he is. And, um, well, like, shortly after this, uh, after this revelation here, uh, Jubei is attacked by our old, our old pal Benisato again. Um, and she, um... Well, she's got him pr- kind of locked down by some snakes, but Cody, uh, I don't know if you hear that broken glass. By God, that's a that's Kagero's <laughs> music. That's right. Yeah, basically from here on out, it's just like a a constant fight for Jubei, Kagero, and Daquan. Like they basically yep. have to go through one by one and take out all of these uh, eight devils or seven devils at this point. Yep. Um, and and really, the whole idea is to stop them from getting that gold because whoever has this gold will pretty much have the the means to rule the country which could and genma's more not genma but um daquan's more he's like we don't want to plunge the country into another civil war we if anybody we cannot let the the to the toyotomi shogun like we cannot let them get this gold we can't let anybody get this gold mm-hmm. yeah and they basically um, they they basically capture uh Inisato and like before they can even ask her a single thing uh, Yuri Maru just electrocutes her using his string thing. Yep, just sneaks one on her, man. Cause like, and what's cool is this is where we actually see that um, where we get to see Kagero actually use her power because she gets behind Benisato and get makes her release Jubei and she has a snake that comes uh, and bites Kagero and it has no effect on her. And that's where you find out that you know you because she basically is poison. Poison has no effect on her. Yeah, because even after they get out of there, uh, Jubei offers to like suck the poison out of the snake bite, and she's like, "Yep." She like knees him in the face. She's like, "Nah, it doesn't have an yeah. effect on me." So. And he's like, "What the hell?" Yeah, and then of course our old boy Daquan, he kind of like, kind of brings our our trio together. He's basically like, "Hey, you know, we all might as well just work together. We have the same common enemy." Because obviously she wants to get revenge for Hanza and her clan. Jubei has a history with Genma, and then obviously. Uh, Daquan being like a, the government spy, he's trying to figure out what's going on too. So, yep. We got two devils taken down, Chris, and we we start fighting the rest of them pretty yeah, much pretty quickly because they get they they get to they arrive in uh in Shimoda like they're there, um and that's when they actually see they find out that the uh the villages the water supply was poisoned, and yeah there the was whole no... idea of a plague was a cover up. Yeah, it was all a cover-up by these eight devils, of course. and uh, Smoke and mirrors. Yeah, Chris, and then, of course, we get the fucking guy with all the bees or the hornets or Dude, whatever. Dude, fucking, I think that's uh, Mushizo? Is, Mushizo, I believe that's yeah. who that is? Yeah, he's like, this Mushizo. Hunch, he's like this hunchback guy who has like this giant like beehive on his back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is a really cool fight because he, um, um, he kind of, he, he gets the group separated. He corners Jubei. Um, I'm trying to remember. Wait, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, basically, if... he sends out all these bees, and Kagura. We get to see like one of her abilities is she can like 
she's like cast like a sleeping spell um, on these bees while Jubei kind of heads after him. So she basically yep. kind of keeps the trio alive. And this is where yep. we first she, start to see these guys stung up. Yeah, like really working together here. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, Jubei goes after him and uh, eventually gets to a point where, like, I can't remember if all the bees get through. Yeah, some bees get through towards Jubei, and Jubei, like, runs to the river, hides yep. in there, and, like, while the the demons are, like, look, are the devils of Kimono are, like, looking down, looking for him. Uh, mm -hmm. Mostly Mushizo. Um, Jubei yeah, but he's, like, saying, because the bees are, like, floating over the river, and he's like, well, you've got to come up for air sometime, and as soon as you do, you're dead. Yeah, and, of course, Jubei, he cuts the branch that he's standing on, causing him yep. to fall underwater, um, which causes... But, uh... Well, Mushizo, he has one last trick up his sleeve. Uh, while they're in the water, he's got, like, this little dagger he spits out. And, but, of course, Jubei catches it with, like, his sword, like, blocks with, like, the hilt of his sword or a stick or something. Mm -hmm. But I think you were getting ready to say it, Cody. Um, bees and water do not mix because the bees inside of, inside of him start basically stinging him from the inside out. Because you, you see him, like, just, like, he just starts to, like, start bleeding just from random parts of his body and well that's the end of our man uh mushizo yeah and it's interesting because uh, like the other devils like i want to say it's zakuro and yurimaru are like just uh, chilling yeah. on, on a tree branch like no it's not yurimaru it's uh it's you 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 yutita or whatever it is he's the uh the oh, blind swordsman the blind swordsman yeah it's uh yeah what's uh what's his name you uh mujuro uh, yeah but like it's weird that they don't like help each other like they're yeah like you they know, they're could, just like they well, could have easily probably killed jubei here um yeah and there's well there's probably like some anima i mean they're villains yeah right you, they you don't give a shit about each other unless they want to fuck each other yeah. but, and, they, they, and even like but also too like of these devils i feel like if there's one that has any honor it's uh it's the swordsman here which is a very classic trope you've got, always got your one villain that's mm -hmm. honorable and he basically was like well he was dead the moment he hit the water let's go you know what i mean like there's not like they, there was nothing they could do it's like well he, he fucked up so that's on him yep and yeah. This is the scene after that because they leave, and this is the scene where, while where they're walking, they they see a familiar figure off in the distance, and they see Hamza, oh yeah. armless Hamza. Yeah, and of course, uh, Kaguro is that her name? Kaguro. Yep. Yeah, Kaguro. Yeah, she like runs over because like that's her. her that was, like, that was her man. Yeah. That was her homie. Maybe maybe even more than that. Maybe she wanted to jump his bones, but couldn't because uh. You know, we did find out here um, when Jubei tried to suck the poison out that basically anybody who kisses or sleeps with her or, you know, exchanges fluids, licks her chops, suckles a teeth, they're, they're... basically going to die because of the toxins that are in her body. Yeah, and uh, we get to see Zakuro's power kind of on display here. Oh, uh, yeah. Because she, Those... like, when she gets Ooh. to Hanza, like, we see that he's, like, all sewn up in the face and he's all fucked mm -hmm. up. And then Zakuro kind of, like, opens her robe. Like, you see all this gunpowder flying through the air, and then... It ignites course... our old boy, who is basically just a walking landmine at this point. Yeah, and so, of course, Jubei saves her just in time. Um, and they, like, fall to the water below. Or they fall to, like... He, like... Off the cliff. Yeah, and, like, he catches it with his sword. and then Yep, the old string sword. And this is a really cool... Again, it goes back to... Because we're getting ready to have our nice little uh, fight with um, Utsutsu, I believe. Again, I'm, I'm gonna—he's yeah. the only one I can't. Yeah, Utsutsu. 
Because uh, Mujiro. Yep. Yep. So because they they climb up and he lets Kagero up first and she gets up there and she's kind of like in a defensive stance. And when Jubei gets like up where he can see, you see Itsutsu just holding his sword and basically is essentially challenging Jubei to a duel. Let's go with the sword. Jubei comes up and they have this really cool moment where they, you know, they do the classic thing where they do the sideways run into like the bamboo <laughs> woods. And, oh, yeah. and of course, you know, it's a classic trope, right? The blind swordsman. Mm-hmm. And, this is another really cool fight. Like, I, this is one of the ones that doesn't end very quickly. Um, we have a really cool fight. Um, you know, he, you know, the classic, you know, your sight is your weakness. Um, you know, he, Jubei is no match for this guy. Um, Figaro shows up and, you know, she tries to throw her knife at him, but misses or he deflects it, gets caught in a tree, which ends up being kind of the, the, the crux here and what ends up being, uh, Usutsu's undoing. Um, because Ju- Jubei tries to take advantage of like his heightened senses and like cuts a bunch of trees around him, but it doesn't really work. But Jubei gets knocked back, and when Usutsu's coming in for like the because he has well he, he does this thing where like his sword like shimmers and kind of you know distracts everybody's eye like you know basically blinds everybody else, mm-hmm. and he's just like you know I'm gonna use your eyesight you know your sight against you, and. Well, he goes in for, like, the killing blow on Jubei, thinking that he's got his sword up to guard, but it's actually Kagero's sword that's stuck in the thing, and he ends up hitting that, and Jubei just runs him through. Yeah, very cool. Very cool fight scene. Yeah. This is probably Awesome was, fight scene. Outside of the Tesse stuff, this is probably my, my next favorite fight. Um, yeah, this was an awesome, awesome fight. It's kind of another... It's kind of a cool thing, because, like, Kagero technically, like, saves him here. Like, they just keep saving each other from, like, these... Like these yep. big bads, essentially. Um, but they always still have their little like arguments afterwards. Like these two, like yep. just can't be like content that they're helping each other. Like they always have to be like, she's always like, "Oh, I didn't need your help," or like he oh, says yeah, it. And, like the classic like buddy cop. Like yeah. I, I don't need a partner. I'm fine without a partner. Yeah, you could have got yourself killed. Yada yada. Um, yeah. But... Well, because like they're always like well, I've paid my debt to you. Why are you still here? Or like, you know, well, I'm here because I still owe you one. No, you don't. Well, you know, it's like the cla- yeah, it's like the classic like buddy cop movie, right? Right. But it, it, it makes for a good story. It makes for good banter. Because um, these two end up do finding like, I don't know, like a really intense camaraderie, which, you know, only is shortened, but we'll get to that. Um, but anyway, they find, um, in the harbor, I believe they find a, uh, they find a beach ship um, and they, they deduce here basically that the gold is no longer on this ship. Um, it's not in the mine anymore. It was on this ship. It is no longer on this ship. And now it's in uh, Kashima Harbor, where this is its last stop before it gets transported over to the uh, Toyotomi uh, Shogun, or what they refer to as the Shogun of the Dark. Mm-hmm. So basically, this was like the ship to throw them off the trace. Yep. Yep. But uh, here we... they're met with the, the next, the next uh, bad guy in this gallery. Yeah, because they make their way to what's the name of the harbor? You said it. Uh, Kashima. Kashima Harbor. Okay. Um, but yeah. So our trio makes yep. their way there. Um, which, by the way, has been evacuated because the uh, the townspeople, like the townspeople, fled because they were like, "Well, there's a plague. We're gonna get the fuck out of here." Yeah, you kind of see why why that that plague scene matters and all that stuff. Like, this was yep. all a big plot for him, like Genma and all the all the big bads of all the devils of Kamon. But we get to see, yep. um. 
let me see if I can remember his name. He's like the guy that hides in the shadows, and he's the one. Yeah, that... uh, ba ba ba. Shijima. Uh, Shijima. Shijima. Yeah. And he has like. Um, a... and also too, this this fight here is pretty. This is a pretty interesting uh part because a lot of, a lot of the the loose ends kind of start to get tied up here. Um, so Jubei, um, during the fight, Jubei goes after um, or Jubei's battling Shijima. Kagura wants to get a message back to the Chamberlain to, to, to try to get him to bring his armies to the harbor to stop this gold from leaving. Um, but also, while Jubei runs off to fight Shijima, Daquan kind of spills the beans to her, like, oh, you know, because, like, I want to say after she does that, she confronts um, Daquan as, like, you need to tell me how to cure Jubei. You know, and he's like, oh, you must love him. And she's like, no, I owe him my life. You know, like, no, like basically like we've become friends kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But he's like, well, the only way to do that is to uh, go ahead and jump his bones. Like you need to you need to do the unskinny bop, the horizontal mambo. <laughs> yeah, the only way to cure poison is with poison. And uh, yep. he's got poison in him. She's got poison in her. So, yep. But uh, of course, uh, Shijima, you know, he led Jubei away, but pulled the old okadoke on him and actually was able to circle back because he hides in the shadows and is able to basically capture uh um Kagero. Yep. Yeah, so she's been captured once again by one of these mm. evil uh evil demons of Kamon. Um Yep, and we're now approaching our uh our final battle here. Um we're here at the um at the harbor here. Um was it uh, Kashima Harbor? Well, first um, first Yubei does catch up with uh Shijima. Yep. And it's kind of a, honestly, it's kind of a quick fight. I wish that was like Yeah, cuz like cuz he, he basically Kigero, just is hypnotized like is under his control mm-hmm. and, and he basically yeah, like, it's, sees it's him so and he, he like tries to go hide in the shadow and jubei just kind of chucks his sword over there and like kind of stabs him, him right in the back he falls but, out but you know shijima did cause like a little havoc he caused havoc with the Quan earlier he like attacked him yep. um mm-hmm. obviously he was controlling the townswoman and then uh this is where we get the scene where like, you see Yurimaru and Inma kind of, like, once again, they're kind of just, like, talking over what's happening. But basically, they're getting taken out one by one. Um, and then we flash back to uh, Kaguro and Jubei, and she basically, like, offers herself up to yeah, she, Jubei. She strips down to her nethers and is like, you know, take me now. She she cuts on the, uh, she cuts on the, uh, you know, the, the Lionel Richie and just says, <laughs> you know, come get me, big boy. <laughs> Yeah, but of course, our boy Jubei being a being the good man he is, he, he yeah, just he, just hugs her. Yeah, he just gives just... her a hug and gives her an embrace and kind of heads yeah. off. Yep. And uh, yeah, Chris, we got the the big ship docks, and uh, Ginma sends out his like entire ninja fleet to basically start running in mm-hmm. these these like lockers full of gold, uh, basically as fast as they can because they want to get the hell out of here because. Obviously, Yuri Morris told Genma, hey, we got trouble afoot, basically. Uh, yep. But and... we get some, um, so we're, we're kind of headed to our, our final battle here. And um, so, so the ship's there. Um, yeah, and I want to say that um, Genma actually has met up now with the, the, the Tokugawa Shogun. Like, they have an envoy there. Like, their group of ninjas has met them there. And now the gold is on its way. So, 
Yeah, I want to say they're putting the gold on the boat, and Jubei yep. and Daquan are kind of like just keeping an eye on it. Um, mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Kaguro, she sees her, like her, her, uh, her Chamberlain, Chamberlain, and like all of her like soldiers basically heading towards her. Um, mm-hmm. So she, because she sent a message through like a, I want, I want to say it was like a message bird. It, it was, or the, it was the, uh, the ninja owl or yeah. whatever. But then next thing you know, she gets stabbed in the back. By her, right through the chest. By her chamberlain, the, uh, but uh, it was Genma in disguise. Got him, fucking got him, fucking got him, Chris. And of course, Jubei sees this, and mm-hmm. he wants to go help, but you know, it's it's kind of like a it's kind of a rough situation for our boy. But uh, yeah, eventually, but, uh, yeah, because Genma's obviously like the the big bad here. Um, yep. So Jubei is ready to send to hell one more time. Yeah, but. Before we get to that, Cody, uh, our uh, our girl Kagero has been mortally wounded. Uh, the unfortunate reality is, Cody, she does not live to fight another day. Um, she basically dies in Jubei's arms, and they kiss before she uh, dies, uh, which is cures Jubei's poison. Uh, poison, and uh, he does kind of give her like the old burial at sea, and he takes her headband, and we kind of have like that moment where he's got the memento from his uh, his fallen comrade. Puts the headband on and he's ready to go. Just get these motherfuckers. But yeah, and actually, before um, we even get to that, he also fights uh, Yuri Maru. Yeah, and this is one. And I'm, this is one of the the, only, the few disappointments I have because this fight is cut very very short. Because uh, our girls the Kuro, uh, while Yuri Maru is um fighting Jubei, which isn't much of a fight. Like he's got him wrapped really in the is. wire. He's electrocuting yeah. the shit out of him. And then he sees this rat kind of head over towards him. Uh, yep. And then it keels over and starts smoking, and then... Explodes. <clears throat> we see, like, it's got, like, stitches on its stomach, so... Like, you know it's Zakuro, obviously. Yep. She, she was in love with Yurimaru, but Yurimaru was in love with Genma. And yep. uh, she so kind of gets the last like, laugh fuck here. Fuck this. Yeah, if I can't have... And he was also... He also treated her like shit. So oh, yeah. she explodes and like his arm like falls out like onto the dock in front of her. And I think she even looks up at Genma and says, uh, Yuri Maru won't be joining us or something like that. And just like throws his arm into the, uh, throws his arm into the water. Yeah. And then of course, this is where we get like, uh, Jubei and Kaguro's like final moments together where she gives yeah. him the, the smooch and, uh, smooch in the headband. You gotta bo- love it. Yeah. Our boys lost his girl, unfortunately. And, uh, and then before their final battle uh, takes place, we have a couple things that happen here, wrapping this up. So Genma is on board talking to uh, the leader of the envoy of the um, the Shogun of the Dark. And basically, now this is where Genma kind of pulls the double, he double crosses, he does the triple cross, man. He triple stamps a double stamp that, um, you know, basically, you know, he never had any intention of giving this gold over to the Shogun of the Dark. It was just going to be him and the Devils of Kimon were going to split it, and they were going to raise an army to terrorize Japan. So, you know, he was he was basically there to take over, not to uh, to assist. Yeah, he was trying so, to be the the main. You know, he, he can never trust any of these villains because they're all in it for right. their for their own selfish ways. Um, Absolutely. Um, yeah. But then here, so Jubei, and after he like throw, you see him throw the leader of this envoy out, and climbing up the side of the ship is Jubei, mm-hmm. and. Um, Right off the bat, he's kind of uh, well. We see while he's climbing up the ship, we see uh, um, Daquan come face to face with our girl Zakuro. Um, so yeah, he know, ba- Zakuro. 
Yeah, he finds all the gold, obviously. Um, oh, yeah. And she's kind of keeping an eye on him. Yeah, and of course, Zakuro, being the smart guy he is, he has like a bottle of gasoline. Or I guess it's his alcohol that he's been drinking. Oh, yeah. So it he must throw... be some fucking paint thinner, because he so, throws it on her. Yeah, he throws it, she chops it in half, and then he pulls out a candle to go and throw it on that. To obviously, yep. blow her up, because she has like gunpowder all over her. But we um, have the classic like Bugs Bunny move, where he pulls out the candle, and she like throws something and puts it out. Yeah, throws like a was, kunai. All a distraction, baby, because Jubei's sitting on the steps with his own candle, and boop, lights the trail of uh, whatever fucking moonshine rot gut he's drinking, because <laughs> it lights up real fucking fast. Yeah, and of course she explodes, and now, Chris, we, we've taken out seven of the eight devils. The ship, is, the ship is sinking, the gold's yeah, gonna, and, going down. And Ginma actually says, when the explosion happens, he tells the ninjas, he's like, y'all need to go and hide, and I'll call for you someday. Um, yep. Basically just kind of disbands the group that he has, and we finally get the face-to-face uh, altercation, and Genma is no fucking joke, because he is beating the fuck out of Jubei. Yeah, Chris, this like, was... knees to the gut. <laughs> he's, like, holding his arms while he's, like, kicking the shit out of him. He beats the shit out of Jubei. Yeah, this was not a close fight. Um, no. And he's, like, I think he breaks one of Jubei's arms. Oh, breaks his breaks his sword arm, man. And, like, Jubei cuts his arm off only to ha- only for him to pick it up and, like, pretty much put it back on. Yeah, because, um, like, we know Jubei has a string attached to his sword, so we're like, okay. You see Jubei kind of pulling the sword, and you're like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. this, this is where he's going to get him. Cuts his arm off. Genma just picks it up, puts it right back on, like... And then just continues to beat the fuck out of Jubei. <laughs> He's like, and uh, like, I'm immortal, by the way. <laughs> yeah, and, like, the whole time, of course, like, the gold is melting. Like, the ship is going... It's crumbling around them. Like, it is on fire, and everything is melting and burning around them. Um, then, we get, but, then we get Jubei fucking... With, like, his last bit of strength, just starts headbutting... <laughs> The shit, oh, dude. The fucking of... headbutts are so great. Like smashes Genma's fucking face in with the headbutts from hell, dude. Yeah, and of course he's like over standing, or he's like kind of on top of Genma, and then get, you see Genma's face kind of like reconfigure itself, yep. and like he just he just won't die, like straight up won't die. Uh, and then like a ton of like the the wood and like the ship is falling apart at this point. It all like mm-hmm. rains down on top of Genma. Mm-hmm. And uh, you think well, we also got this is where we got like the molten gold starting to kind of seep through now, too. Mm hmm. Because that's a really hot fire if it's melting that gold, by the way. Yeah. And even like Jubei cuts him in half after he like gets up from all the shit falling on him. Yep. Like completely in half. Mm-hmm. And then like you see that that's when like the, the waves of like melted gold start coming in as Inma's like body's like putting itself back together. And Jubei's Jube trying to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, it, Jube, it's all coming down. Yeah, he kind of gets out of there just in time uh, where this wave of gold kind of takes out Genma and, like, mm-hmm. he essentially just gets, like... Like, encrusted in gold. But, like, he he, he goes one last try. He, like, Genma, like, covered in, like, melted gold. One last grab at Jubei, but, like, Jubei's able to knock him away as the ship starts to sink. And you see all this gold and you see, like... This golden crusted, which is now starting to harden, uh, covered Genma just kind of sink to the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, he's got like a bio-brawly look to him, Chris. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he is all kinds of melt. He looks like the fucking Toxic Avenger. Yep. And uh, the ship goes down, all the gold sinks. Um, 
And then we have the last little moment here where, uh, you know, Daquan is basically where you got the CIA spook basically thanking the renegade cop. And, uh, Ju- uh, you know, he, he wants like Jubei to come back with him, but he's like, dog, I never want to fucking see you again. I <laughs> hope I don't see you again. And, uh, he pulls one last one on because, like, Daquan stole a, a bar of gold. Well, because he wants him to go back to where he's at so he can pay him for his, uh, so he can pay him, you know, because he offered him, like, money at the beginning of this. Yeah, pay him his hundred Rio. <laughs> yeah, which I believe was, like, 300 at the beginning of the movie. Like, I felt like it kept going down every time he mentioned it. But, uh, Daquan was trying to steal some gold, but Jubei, like, fucking cut it and caused the, cut his, like, shirt and called the gold, caused the gold bar to, to sink as he, like, fucking just, hops over the side because like Genma's like well you'll not Genma but uh um Daquan's like well you'll never make it you'll never make it to shore because you've been poisoned but I think he realizes here oh well I guess they did do it okay yeah which we the viewer we know that they just had the kiss before she passed um yep so Jubei tells him to fuck off uh, Genma not Genma I keep calling to call him Genma because he's an old man but uh (laughs) Daquan just kind of stands there on the ship leaves and then the last scene of the movie, we see our man Jubei with uh, Kagero's headband around the hilt of his sword, and back to just being the wandering swordsman that he was before. Yep, what a great ending, man. Fucking roll credits. Yeah, perfect ending to a really good movie. Um, Fantastic movie. He, he, he got the crown, he saved the town, but he didn't get the girl, Chris. He yeah. did not get the girl, because uh, she was done in by, uh, by her own, well... By tr- by her own trust, thinking that her leader was there to to save her, when in fact he was not. He was, I believe, I believe at that point he was already dead. Yeah, he's probably just got killed. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure like that whole group, whatever was left of that ninja group, was dead. Yeah, I mean maybe they were already dead to begin with. Very I possible. Mean, who, who knows? Um, Which would also make sense as to why. Um, why he didn't really could, care it could have when... been Genma the whole time because also in the beginning like when she went back to report to the Chamberlain Tessai was there so we could easily speculate that he was he was not who he was the whole time mm-hmm. yeah so, it could be um, but uh yeah that is that is Ninja Scroll man what a what a great movie very yep. glad and of course oh go ahead yeah no no please go ahead I'm just glad it, I, I suggested it. I'm glad we yeah. uh, got to cover it. It's another one of those just classics that everybody who's into anime should definitely watch. Oh, 100%. It is a must-watch. Now, of course, it is still highly regarded. It still you know, holds very high ratings. It's still popular here in 2021. Um, it's listed on almost every fucking top anime list ever. Now, there there was a bullshit quote-unquote sequel called Ninja Resurrection, which was marketed as a sequel, but it's definitely not. It's not related at all. There was a sequel that was scheduled to be made, but it still has not seen the light of day. It's still kind of in limbo. Now, there is a Ninja Scroll series that I believe is like a sequel series, which we should definitely watch at some point. I I didn't even think about this when the movie got suggested. Um, So we'll definitely circle back to it. Yeah, it's um, like a 13-episode series. Um, which is right up our alley. Yeah, I kind of we kind of just need to find it at, like, a decent place. Um, because yes. it's not available on Amazon Video, like, to rent. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like one of those, if we can find it, you know, for cheap, at like a, you know, like a movie store or something like that. Yeah. Um, or maybe find it on Amazon, like, just purchase it. We can do that. Um, yep, yep. Well, we'll definitely circle back to it. I've heard, it seems like it's, Clearly not as good as this, obviously. Yeah, it, it's 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 okay. Like it's good enough from what I understand. Like it's not great, but it's I mean it's not I mean, there's not much that's as good as Ninja Scroll. 
but right. it's definitely it's a not tough, like bad. Yeah, it's a tough act to follow, and it came out. It is. I, I want to say it came out like ten early two thousands. Yeah, like ten years after, like two thousand three, yeah. when it came out. Um, that is correct. It obviously, picks up with Jubei, um, and I believe Daquan is also in it. Um, yep. So yeah, it's definitely something I'd be interested in in checking out. Uh, same, absolutely same. Yeah, we'll definitely but, uh, definitely well, have a, have that, a look Cody, at that. Yeah, absolutely. But with that, Cody, we need we got a couple things to cover before we wrap this up. We got uh, the winner of the poll, but also before we get to the poll and what we're going to be watching next week, we got to throw this on our list, Cody. Oh um, yeah, Chris, we got our rankings. How could I forget? Yeah, mine mine's easy. Just slap this one right at the top. Right at the top. Right it, at the top. It goes number one. Ninja Scroll scales scales the wall the the, the rankings like Jubei scaling the the side of the ship to fucking kill Genma. <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to think of where I'm going to put this on my list, Chris. It's definitely either number one or number two. I'm just trying to decide if I like this more than Akira. Um, mm-hmm. Like it's it's like both are two fantastic movies, and also very like like these are just staple anime must watches. Like you can't be a fan of the the of the art form if you don't like the or you don't watch or like these movies. Yeah, I think I'm going to follow. Uh, suit, Chris. I think it, this is my new favorite. Um, it's fucking hard. It's so hard to top this. It really is. And we've seen some good movies. Yeah. But I, like, fuck, it's so good. Yeah, and it's tough kind of trying to compare these to like the Hayao Miyazaki movies also, because like I have Totoro pretty high on my list and like Ray yeah. and Princess Mononoke, but like you know, with the exception of Princess Mononoke, those are kind of like, well, no, nah, I, should, I shouldn't say that. With the exception of Princess Mononoke and Grave of the Fireflies, yeah. Those are kind of like, you know, like most of those are just, you know, whimsical, kind of like fun, like kid yeah. kind you're, of you're stories. You're not going to compare Beauty and the Beast and Lethal Weapon too, right? <laughs> like you're not going to, they're not cut from the same cloth. Right. So it's it's kind of tough comparing all of these. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely going to put Ninja Scroll just edging out Akira. Um, uh-huh. Definitely two movies that I'll watch for years and years and years. Um, just really just two of the best. I'm glad they tied so we could watch them both. Absolutely. Um, because who knows what we might have thrown on the next poll if they didn't tie, you know. we might Exactly. Have, Ninja Scroll might have gotten pushed to the back for a while. Um, and I'm glad it didn't. Uh, yeah, with all that being said, Chris, we got we got Eden of the East winning our poll this week. Never and, heard of this one, so. Yeah, Eden of the East. Let me see if I can find, like, a brief uh, like description. Basically, this kid wakes up. This guy wakes up. He's butt naked, Chris. Outside of the White House, and he has a gun Holy in his shit. hand. He's got a pistol oh. in his hand, and he's got a oh. he's got this like super sophisticated phone that's like calling him a savior, and it has like a a balance of money, and it's like I can't remember if it's eight billion yen. It's like so much money, um, and that's basically where we pick up at here. Let me see if I can. Find I'm in. It. Fuck it, I am in. Yeah. Oh, it has eight point two billion in digital money, and that he is that's part. That's a lot of money. He's basically part of this game to try and save Japan in some kind of way and there's like 12 individuals that are also have these phones but he wakes up and he doesn't have any memory of anything like he's got Holy amnesia shit. and uh that's basically where we pick up on in Eden of the East um well damn and it is uh it's quite an interesting one it gets a little a little wacky a little confusing uh it also has so it's an 11 episode series so next week we'll just probably just cover all 11 episodes I imagine no that's easy peasy and then uh, it does have two two movies that follow it up that follow like right after the anime. Uh, one, okay. the first one being The King of Eden, and the second one being mm-hmm. Paradise Lost. Uh, okay. 
for the show, I know it is on Hulu for sure, because mm-hmm. um, that's where I plan on watching it. I do believe it is on Netflix as well. I can't remember if it is or not. Um, but Eden of the East is on, like I said, it's on Hulu, so Fantastic. you're looking for it there. It's there subbed. Let me check if it's still on hope it is, because I think this is one... I, I enjoy this one dubbed, um, so I'm definitely mm-hmm. going to watch it dubbed wherever I can, I can find it. It's also on Funimation as well, so... Another Wonderful. reason, Chris, for you to, you know, you know, maybe sign up for that old... That Funimation you're, you're selling account. me on this stuff. You're selling me on it. And Funimation has, like, the movies usually for a lot of anime, which is... Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's very convenient that we can get them all in one place. Okay, Eden of the East is no longer on Netflix. So if you want to watch it subbed, it's on Hulu. If you want to watch it dubbed or subbed, it is on Funimation. Terrific. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a newer anime. I think it was like came out in like 2010, 2009. Okay. Um, Okay. A little bit more of a modern one, but uh, definitely. I'm in. I I like the premise. I'm, you know, I'm I'm gonna hold my judgment. I like what's happening here. Yeah, and it's been a little bit since I've watched it last, and. uh, Yeah, just another one I wanted to throw up on a poll, and yeah. I didn't expect it to win, but Jerry shit, here we are. Yeah. But yeah. I guess uh, since we're doing this in one fell swoop, should we uh, go ahead and post up another poll, or are we going to do this, then the movies? We'll do this, then the movies. Okay, and then, easy peasy. And then possibly after that, we might just go into Promised Neverland Season 2. Um, we I'm can, okay with that. We can kind of discuss that over you know the next three or so weeks. Yeah, because um, if it's bad, I want to just get it. I want to just... <laughs> You know, just get it over with and move on with my life, if that's what's happening. I really hope it's not bad, Chris. I really... Yeah, uh, God, I do too. But, uh, yeah, I guess we'll do Eden of the East, we'll do the two movies, and then we'll we'll dive into Promised Neverland, so... Uh, I love it. Stay tuned, guys. Of course, you can follow us on social media at Shonen and Studs on Twitter and Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to send us any questions, you can do so, like, leave us a comment anywhere, uh, or you can just message us directly. We'll we'll answer any mm-hmm. questions you guys have for us on the show, and, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we will see you guys next Thursday now, because that's when we're, yeah. we are recording this episode, and that's where we're going to be recording from now on, so, uh. Thursday, Thursday, Thursday. That's right, Chris. Thirsty Thursday. Uh, it's great. Buy one, get one boneless day at Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh, love if, that. If you're, if you're into that, um. <laughs> Yeah, Chris, that's that's all I got for this week. That is all I've got as well. And of course, as always, thank you for listening. I'm Chris Adams. And I'm Cody Snodgrass. And we are signing off this week. The only thing that would have made Ninja Scroll better is if, uh, what is it, Mr. Big? Is that who it was? Mr. Big and Mr. Big did the fucking outro for this? Oh, yeah. And they, the outro, I, we probably should have mentioned that. The outro was pretty good, but it, I mean, it was no it was no Helsing Mr. Big shine. Oh, clearly. You know. Clearly. It never is. But, uh, yeah. Mr. Love Big it. just needs to start writing more music. Like, they got, Dude, they got, he just needs to fucking got, just. They got to get the band back together. They just need to do for all animes. That's just what needs to happen. <laughs>